0: I would like to begin preaching this Rosary Congress quoting a saint. Never worry about loving Mary too much because you can never love her more than Jesus did. That quote is from Saint Maximilian Kolbe, a very Marian saint. If I may add, never worry about loving Saint Joseph too much because you can never love him more than Jesus and Mary did. Speaking of Mary, I remember when I first started studying for the priesthood at the seminary, there was a lot on my mind, philosophy, prayer, community life. And within the first month of studying at the seminary, a fellow seminarian came up to me and he asked me, brother Joseph, are you going to play in the mud bowl? And again, I was thinking about many other things. And he asked me if I was going to play in this football game where they would cancel all of the classes on All Saints Day, where the philosophy undergraduate students played the theologians. It was a huge custom in the seminary. So I told him, I don't know yet. Let me watch you practice first, and I'll tell you later. So I went to one of their practices, and after they were done practicing, they huddled in a circle and they said a prayer and they ended their prayer with Our Lady of Victory pray for us. So I thought to myself okay that's good they're asking Our Lady to help them in this game but then they looked down the field where the opposite team the opposing team was practicing and they completed their prayer with our Lady of Sorrows pray for them. So only seminarians, it would seem like, could use titles of the Blessed Virgin Mary to win a football game. I guess it worked since they finally won that year. Now if you look at the many titles of the Blessed Virgin Mary, you'll certainly see that Our Lady of Sorrows is a true title given to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Actually, on September 15th of every year is the Memorial of Our Lady of Sorrows. But if you look, especially in the litany of the Blessed Virgin Mary, that has the most titles of Our Lady, if you look for Our Lady of Victory, you won't find it. It would seem like at least at first glance, that these seminarians made up this title so they can win their football game. But in reality, it is a true title given to the Blessed Virgin Mary, a title given to her actually a long time ago, October 7th, 1571. Now, if you know anything about church history, European history, you'll know on that day was one of the most important battles. It was called the Battle of Lepanto. And what was happening was this. There are about 32,000 Ottoman Turks invading Europe. They're heading toward Rome. They had two goals in mind. First, force people in becoming Muslim, or to slaughter them now word got to the Pope that there was this Muslim naval fleet attacking Europe, heading toward Rome at that time. a very holy Pope, Pope Saint Pius v Pope Saint Pius V knew we had to fight back. As quickly as possible, he asked most of the Catholic countries of Europe to form a naval fleet, and it was led by Don Juan of Austria, and they called themselves the Holy League. The thing is, they only had 22,000 Catholic soldiers to fight back compared to the 32,000 Ottoman Turks. The worst part about the Turkish naval fleet, they had almost 15,000 Christian slaves to row their boats so they can focus more on attacking and killing us. So our church, the Roman Catholic Church, was in danger. And Pope St. Pius V knew we needed a miracle. Just in case you're unaware of it, Pope St. Pius V belonged to the Order of Preachers, also known as the Dominicans. If you ever see a Dominican, maybe around here, you will see that they'll be wearing a black belt. And what hangs from their belt, the Holy Rosary, it comes from the Dominican Order. So Pope St. Pius V, asked as much as possible the countries of Europe to pray the rosary during this Battle of Lepanto. The battle lasted for about six hours or so and in the end we were victorious. Thanks be to God. It was a huge miracle. We should have been slaughtered. But Pope Saint Pius V said this victory does not belong to the holy league this victory does not belong to the catholic church it belongs to the blessed virgin mary it's only by her intercession especially by praying the rosary we're still alive as a catholic church therefore he gave the title to our lady Our Lady of Victory. Now the reason why you can't find that title in the Litany of the Blessed Virgin Mary is because it was later changed to Our Lady of the Rosary, which emphasizes more of the devotion and the prayer as opposed to the actual battle. Now why do I tell you something like this? Well, obviously, we wouldn't be having a Rosary Congress if it wasn't for the Battle of Lepanto. But the reason why I say this is because it shows you how devotion to Mary, especially by meditating on the mysteries of the Rosary, can help us from evil. Now, in this case, specifically physical evil, when someone's trying to kill us, Certainly invoke the Blessed Virgin Mary. I would add Saint Joseph and Saint Michael if someone's trying to kill you. But more importantly, I mention this because devotion to Mary will keep us from moral evil. Moral evil is infinitely worse than physical evil, because moral evil, that is sin, is the only thing that can damn us to hell. The whole reason why we exist is to be with God forever in heaven. Therefore, devotion to Our Lady, especially through praying the rosary, can keep that evil at bay. Give us grace to practice virtue, to say yes to God's plan, and to fend off the devil. Now if you look at the many saints that had devotion to Our Lady, especially by praying the rosary, saints such as Padre Pio or Saint Pio, he used to pray about 13 rosaries a day as he started as a Capuchin Franciscan, and the devil would literally fight and beat up Padre Pio, Saint John Vianney. The patron saint, a parish priest, great devotion to Our Lady and praying the rosary. At times, St. John Vianney would be sleeping on his bed, and at night, if he would wake up in the middle of the night to toss and turn, who would he see sitting by his bedside? The devil. He would literally be sitting right beside him as he slept in his bed. St. John Vianney would invoke the name of Jesus and Mary and say, be gone, and the devil would flee. St. Louis de Montfort, probably one of the greatest Marian saints of our church. He was a missionary preacher. He went around all of Europe, especially to preach about Our Lady and the power of the rosary. At times, St. Louis de Montfort would go to his community meals and his community recreation, and he would have a black eye. He would be bleeding and he would have bruises all over because the devil would physically beat him up, especially because of his devotion to Mary. Now, St. Louis de Montfort, he wrote a book, probably the greatest treatise on the Blessed Virgin Mary, True Devotion to Mary, I highly recommend you read this book. It changed St. John Paul II's life. He actually took his papal motto, totus tus, I am wholly yours Mary, from that book. Anyway, St. Louis de Montfort actually says this in the book. In a certain sense, the devil fears Mary more than he actually fears God. Now, at first sight, that sounds like heresy. How is it that the devil, a fallen angel, can fear another finite human being, although the holy one, holiest one, the Blessed Virgin Mary, more than the infinite God? Doesn't seem to make any sense. Well, we know that Saint Louis de Montfort is not only a canonized saint, maybe he'll be a doctor of the church at some point based on his writings of the Blessed Virgin Mary. So what does he mean when he says something like that? Well, first of all, we need to realize it would be beneath God to actually think the devil would have a chance versus him. With the sheer act of his will, he can crush the head of the devil. The thing is, God always uses instruments to do His will and to further His redemption. He uses you, He uses me, if we say yes to His plan. And the thing is, the devil is all about his pride. You know this, a fallen angel, Lucifer, the angel of light. Some theologians state that Lucifer was so bright that the other angels couldn't look at him directly. But the thing is, Lucifer is all about his pride, so if God crushes his head, Lucifer can say something like, well, I lost to an infinite being. No one had a chance anyways. Therefore, I can keep my pride. So who does God choose as an instrument, a vessel, to eventually crush Satan's head. Well, obviously, an immaculate person, someone who inherited no original sin, someone who committed no actual or personal sin, the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Immaculate Conception. This was already foreshadowed in the book of Genesis. If you read Genesis 3:15, it states, I will put enmity between you, serpent, and the woman, between her offspring and yours. She shall crush your head, and you shall lie in wait for her heel. So it's only a matter of time when Our Lady's Immaculate Heart will triumph, obviously by the power of Jesus Christ, and the devil's head will be crushed. And yes, he is so full of pride, when he gets his head crushed by a woman, he will have no more pride left. So I, again, highly recommend that you take out your weapon, that is the rosary, as St. Peel would refer to his rosary as a weapon, especially to fend off the devil but most importantly, to especially practice the virtues that are needed so that we may become saints. Now, besides going to Our Lady as the greatest means to union with Our Lord, alongside with Our Lady, Saint Joseph. Saint Joseph, after the Blessed Virgin Mary, is the greatest saint. We have a whole year dedicated to Saint Joseph, so this Rosary Congress will be especially dedicated to the Holy Patriarch, the head of the Holy Family. So let us go to Our Lady, let us go to Saint Joseph, knowing they always lead us to Jesus. True devotion to Mary, true devotion to Jesus, always leads us to the Holy Eucharist. Always leads us to the incarnate God. If we put them as priority on our way to union with our Lord, we can say, if God is for us, who can be against us?